0: Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for some laughs,
1: are you? At least your life isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the
2: fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here, a fucking comedian?
1: Can you dig it?
0: Hey there, everybody. Thanks for listening. Here we go again. This is the week of December 24th. I'm Dave Martin. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. Darren Frost is in the studio with me right now. Uh, This is uh, Christmas Eve. You would be listening to this. Uh, and uh, Oh, my God. I don't know. uh, Well, happy Christmas Eve to you. I don't know uh, what that says about you. Merry holidays. In the state that you're in, that you're listening to us on Christmas Eve. What your denomination Um, is. Yeah, going back and forth between uh, It's a Wonderful Life and Anything Goes.
2: Uh, Which everybody should. They should
0: get a little bit of both, right? I guess so, yes. Uh, Enjoy uh, being surrounded by your loved ones or, uh, you know, uh, being uh, in your lonesome, enjoying your solitary confinement, cleaning your gun, enjoying a red wine, and we'll get along. Well, it's turning
2: into a Dave Martin Christmas with all that talk. There we go. Me and my cat. This week our show is uh, uh, quite a packed show, so we don't have a lot of time. Uh, that's why we are Christina Walkinshaw-less this week. We're literally just doing an interview with uh, two comedians. Uh, the long interview in the second half of the show is John Wing Jr., who's been on the show before, has had multiple appearances on The Tonight Show, and many credits to his name. And we also start off right now with a phoner with a comedian named Pete Johansen, an expat who now lives in Britain, a headlining comic, and done multiple tours and multiple festivals around the world. And he's doing something in January called the Snowden Comedy Tour on the West Coast of Canada, and we talked to him all about it. I think this is the first conversation on a landline that he used. Yes, yeah, nice. How about that? Pete, how are you?
3: I'm good. I can't believe you're calling me a comedian. I've been waiting my whole life for that. Well, there you go. Dreams what do, do come true.
0: What do you usually yeah. refer to as?
3: That guy or around the gym they call me, ew.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just a gym or when you're in the tree watching over someone. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I get it from.
0: Are you, are you the... the are you the before example that you see in a lot of gyms, or do they point to you, and uh, this this is you now, and this could be you later, and they point I'm, to a much, much better I'm guy? I'm not
3: that bad, but I'm not good either. I'm just, I'm sort of, I'm almost invisibly anonymous with my sort of opaque, slightly pudgy, yet not fat enough to go, ooh, kind of thing. You know, right. it's just... It's just not attractive. I'm just below that line.
2: Now, are you even a snowboarder? Because the, one of the premises of this tour is all the comics going to snowboard during the day. That's why it's in the West Coast during January, and then at night do shows. It's a you know, it's a great combination. Yeah. If you're a snowboarder, are you a snowboarder? Yes, I am. Okay,
3: very much so. Okay, love it, love it, love it. I fell in love with it recently, mind you. I've only been doing it now for three years, but uh, it, I, I adore snowboarding. Like it's, I, I dream about it at night.
2: <laughs> and did you pick it up easily, like very quickly, or was it a bit of a no, process?
3: No, I did not. Uh, something about being six foot four, tall, thin, white, not conducive to low center of gravity balance issues.
4: Right, right.
3: But um, I put my work in. Oh, my neighbors up in uh, at Big White uh, gave me hockey pants, right? Right. And that's like the best way to learn snowboarding—is sure. hockey pants. Right. Because then you can wipe out all the time, and your butt doesn't hurt.
2: Well, I don't know if you know this, but little people are amazing at snowboarding because of their low of center course. of gravity. They don't—they don't even need a. They just just go down on their feet. They don't <laughs> even need a board.
0: No,
3: I, I don't
2: I,
0: know any.
3: I, I don't know any little people though. I just I keep them out of my life.
0: <laughs> you don't—you don't have like contest things like uh, that. Like people that uh, come to see your show like during the day is like, hey, you get to snowboard with the comedians. You don't have that, do you? <laughs> I, are we I, doing that? Well, you should. I, you should do that. I think that'd be well. I don't. I don't think that'd be a lot of fun. I think there would be a lot of cursing and swearing. And then at a certain well, point, you just turn to the contest winners and just, "What the fuck are you doing here for?"
3: It depends on which one of us you're snowboarding with. Because I'm like, I'm the I'm the worst of the bunch, but I'm the happiest. I think up there. Sure. Right. Um, whereas, like, Craig is the most amazing because he's completely fearless. Sure. Like, he's just, uh, oh, yeah, Cliff, why don't we do this? Uh, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, right. Doesn't
3: seem like a good idea. And then Arge is, like, really, like, kind of styly, Like, he can, like, do little tricks and stuff. Right. And then Dan's kind of all-around journeyman. Like, uh, you know, he's, he's very good at what he does. Sure. Uh, but uh, I think, I don't know, fearlessly, he's, he's kind of still smart, you know, so he's not going to, like, go off a cliff like Craig will.
0: Well, yeah, no, no, Craig Campbell's the kind of guy that if you haven't broken any bones, it's not an adventure.
3: Well, last year he got 13 stitches in his cheek.
0: Oh, so. <laughs> and yeah, and that, that, that was just eating some roast beef, too, so it wasn't even, <laughs> yeah. that was during dinner. about
4: snowboarding. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, just, just so everybody knows, on this tour, it's obviously yourself, Pete Johanson, it's Arge Barker, who is uh, obviously a world-renowned comic, uh, Flight of the Concords and a stand-up comic uh, in his own right. Craig Campbell, who uh, in Canada was on Ed the Sock for many years, and uh, but don't judge him on that. And, uh, of course, Dan Quinn, who is the creator of, we're going to be talking later today of Dan, been a comic for 20 years, so you're, you're pretty much getting four head. Liners uh, for the price of one uh, seasoned veteran.
3: Yeah, it's, it was amazing. Last year was my first year on the tour, and uh, it was, it, first of all, it was amazing because we sold out pretty much every venue we right. played. And they're such great venues, and the crowds are so awesome. And then the skiing on top of it, and the goodwill, and the different mixture—you know, like we we all get along really well. Like last year, we we clicked and gelled really, really amazingly. Right. At the end of it, it's like we, and we it, the shows became sort of really uh, seamless, sort of transitions into one another's act. And getting to watch Arge every night, uh, was amazing. Plus Craig did a different show like every night.
2: Well that's Craig, yep. <laughs> you
3: know, like, yep, like for how sure. What freaking material do you have, man?
2: Well <laughs> Well that's what that's what happens when you leave Canada, it's not the same ceiling. You can just do whatever you want and write as much material as you want and I mean that's definitely something that Craig has benefited from when he left fifteen or twenty years ago.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's every time I see him, he's got like another twenty that I've never even heard of. Oh man, I've had that for five
2: years. Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, also, Craig's the kind of guy that he would like. He he would take a package that someone would give him at a border, just uh, hopefully maybe it might turn into a good story later on. Of just like, what's in this package? Oh, I have no idea. Okay, I'll take it anyways,
4: just to see. Like he he doesn't live
3: for the moments of adventure in life.
4: Yeah, no, he would uh, recreate his own Midnight Express.
3: I mean, there's going to be special guests on this tour, too. I'm not sure who they are. Dan knows. But uh, that'll be quite exciting, because it's always fun to invite somebody new in on, uh, on the different shows, you know?
2: Right. Now, it is, and, uh, this, is, this is our Christmas episode, pretty much. I mean, we're not, we're not really doing that much on Christmas, but it's running Christmas week. And uh, you're an expat. What does Christmas time mean to you, being an expat in, in England?
3: Um, well, this is my first Christmas in England, to be honest with you. I've flown home to Canada every year. Okay. Uh, I, I love winter. But um, this will be my first one here and uh, I don't know to be honest with you if I can tell from what the Brits like to celebrate it'll involve um, a lot of getting drunk right
4: and right. probably
3: some sort of vandalism Yes <laughs> my best guess on what I think I think Santa comes at night and just just destroys your shit here.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> just drunk, knocks yeah. shit over.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and then he hits an after bar after he's all done. Yeah, and fights this in the about streets.
3: Meat pies for him here. Like, Ugh. why would you even show up, Santa? Yeah, oh, that's just disgusting. they call him Father Christmas. Uh, that seems a little iffy. That sounds like there's going to be
4: kid Christmases running around after <laughs> the date rape. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. There's something, it's just something a little bit weird, but they do have these
3: li- lovely little... Do you have German markets in Canada yet, these little Christmas markets? No. Well, actually, well, no.
0: Name
2: th- German markets? No. Well, I
0: don't know well, if, if they attach the word German to them, but I mean... Yeah. I don't, I don't think
2: in North America they like to attach the word German to anything, but yeah.
0: Well, it's, <laughs> oh,
2: and, and <laughs> no, Europe they, have, they do? Christmas yeah.
0: markets
3: here all over the place, but they're run by Germans who hire Poles to work at them. Like right. It's a real sort of uh, post-World War II political like switch-up thing. Um, but it's a, it's a really interesting, because they're everywhere, and they sell, like, uh, you know, pine cones for, like, seven pounds. Like Just one? <laughs> like, or... Oh, my God, nothing says Christmas like a pine cone. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's
3: like it's the Canadian it's maple syrup. a very weird sort of exploitation sort of thing that they do here. But, I mean, there is a real, I mean, there's a beauty to Christmas here that we don't have, because we don't have those ancient, like, everything kind of looks like Hogwarts, kind of. Right. Right. And I got to say, that's kind of cool. And uh, if there's a little snow, it's really cool. But uh, who knows? But snow, an inch of snow shuts this country down, like completely.
2: Yeah. Well, they're not. They're not used to it. It's the funniest thing. I mean, you know, uh, just to, I remember my relatives in England just complaining about it when they got it. It's like you don't even know. I, we got three feet outside.
3: Yeah, it's like they shut Heathrow down for five days when they had three inches of snow. And I'm like, dude, we take off at five feet of snow in yeah. Montreal, man?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, I remember being so scared, like, asking the pilot not to take off in Canada. <laughs> like, come on, sit down, it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, go get drunk, he will be fine. Don't Yeah, worry
3: go sit it. next to the big bopper, it'll all work <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm so excited to come back to Canada, though. It's the highlight of every year is getting back there and, and the crowds and... You know, it just, it's just such a good time, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's a it's a dream come true. You know, getting to do Canada just for two months. Sure, you know, come on.
2: And then, and after that, what are your plans? Are you sticking around Canada a little bit, or are you going right back over to the to uh, England?
3: I might do a week. In Vancouver, I haven't decided yet. Right. You know, politically, it's always weird in that country, so I don't know who I'm going to piss off by which club I work
2: Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, right. <laughs>
3: of course. But uh, uh, then I, I'm going down to Los Angeles for two weeks. Uh, later in the year, I'm back in uh, Australia for three weeks in New Zealand for a week. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I, I pretty much don't know what I'm doing the rest of the year, to be honest with you. Though, right. After right.
4: That.
0: Are you still keeping your fingers crossed for the, 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 the Mayan apocalypse, or is that pretty well... Uh, you're, First of
3: all, I don't believe in Mayans.
0: Okay, um, It's made up.
3: Yeah, uh, all, yeah. Every civilization that's older than a hundred years, I think, is just kind of BS. Right. Like uh, it's like a new form of intelligent design. But I believe the world started in nineteen hundred.
4: Right. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So everything before that, just the scientists are trying to make us believe.
0: Or oh, at least you don't believe that the world started when you were born. That would be a completely different. <laughs> That'd be difficult. fully
3: narcissistic. Yeah. Exactly. Or a very Jersey so, like,
0: Shore existence.
3: It's a year after my grandfather was born. It started. <laughs>
0: wow the, um, what uh, and, and for the uh, for the new year new year's uh, do you have uh, New year's resolutions do you try to uh, reform yourself in any way at all
3: yeah every year I try to be a slightly better person ethically and morally uh, whilst still being debaucherous in the traditional sense of good and evil
0: right
2: do you think you pull um, it off what's up do you think you pull it off each year yeah yeah I'm becoming
3: more and more sexually deviant whilst still being good and nice to poor people
2: good stuff like that good that's a good balance but, uh, when, Fuck something new put a dollar in a cup i understand how that works when you
0: say good being good and nice to poor people does that mean just uh like just ignoring them completely or at <laughs> least acknowledging them and then keep walking onward because i never know what to do <laughs>
3: it's so hard to focus right now because my wife just walked into the room naked from the shower she nice. lives over and is yes. pulling her butt cheeks apart in front of me
0: <laughs> oh okay well merry christmas to <laughs> yeah. you yeah
3: That's how she's trying to distract me. Now I see why you have so
2: many New Year's resolutions that are sexual deviants. Okay. (laughs) This is all adding Uh, up.
3: It's my wife. Come on.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, Fair enough. (laughs)
3: <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, uh, you know, you try to be a better person in the, in the long-term ethical sense, but without a Judeo-Christian backbone to it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. stuff that we're told means good and evil. Like, I don't do anything to avoid heaven or hell, which I think is a sort of a misnomer. Right. I try to uh, treat people, you know, uh, I try to help people if they need help. But I don't help people that can help themselves.
0: I like to I like to make New Year's resolutions that really don't matter if I accomplish them at <laughs> all anyways. Like, uh, uh, this, this year, 2013, I'm going to watch more TV online. That's what I'm going
3: to do. I'm going to conduct electricity better through my body.
0: Right,
2: yeah. (laughs) And me, I just like to feed the animals that homeless people are with. That's what I like to do. I want to take care of the animals. yeah. Just
3: draw... Just like yep. take a twenty and shove it in a dog's mouth yes. and force them to eat it. Yes, right in just front of the, the guy. The guy will cut
2: him open to yep. get the money. Yep, he's seen Star Wars and then sleep inside it. He knows what's fucking going on. <laughs> or just
0: eat his way to the money that you just threw into the dog. <laughs> that would be.
2: Uh, what are okay. you guys
0: doing for New Year's? What, what, are you guys in Toronto for New Year's?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't go Wait, too far got, away. You got shows coming up? Tell tell me about your shows. <laughs> uh, you know, we're doing uh, a club in some town near Ontario. That's that's about it. Uh, okay. An
0: easy drive back to the city to yeah. uh, be with people that's, that we would rather surrender. the easy, surrender easy drive so. back. Yes. I that.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. The, the big, the big, what is the, the freeway there, 400? The, the four,
2: 400 or the 401, yeah, yeah,
3: 401, yeah. 401, yeah, yeah. That's like a massive, like 16 lanes across.
2: Yes, yeah, it's getting that way. It's pretty pretty Nothing crazy. I like that over here. Uh, well, when, when, uh, when do you think you'll be coming back to
0: the uh, Toronto area so we could get you back on, in the studio and on the show again?
3: Well, I'm I'm going to make the hardest effort to spend uh, even more time next year in Canada. So definitely in the fall. Okay. Um, yeah, because I actually I got to get on the horn and, and, and uh, get into Montreal. too. So I haven't done Montreal in like 15 years. Right. And I want to play Montreal again. I miss that city so much. Other than the festival, which I've done the last
4: couple of years. Right. Right. Do, right. Do you? Uh,
0: and when you talk about the political bullshit between clubs, I mean, are, do you want to do the the works or the nest? And even out in Vancouver, which where would you rather prefer?
3: No, no. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've worked at, and I've, I've been good friends, and I'm very good friends with the owner of the um, uh, of the Comedy Mix. And all, right. You know, so I, I yet I've, I have also don't have a bad relationship with the Ikex, so I'm caught in between. Like, sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, I mean, my friendship with, with Mario is, is too strong to ignore, so I'd always give him first dibs, I think.
2: Right. Okay. All right. You know, uh, so people... Uh, nice that I got that on the air. Yeah, good thing you <laughs> ended up with that part, yeah. Yeah. Now, no one's going to be upset. You're friends with everyone, and you're mostly friends with one guy.
4: Yeah,
0: everything is beautiful in its own fucking way. That's right.
2: Happy
3: Christmas. has
2: the one club so it's helpful <laughs> that's right that's right you can play it 12 times a year um okay so the snowden comedy tour is january 3rd to february 2nd if you want information and clips and everything i've been to the website it's all linkedin at snowdencomedy uh and like i said it involves pete who we're talking to craig campbell Barker, dan quinn uh google any of those four guys and you'll see it's a great show and uh you know lucky uh, luckily we could talk to you and get this all in uh, thanks pete and safe travels in uh, 2013
3: Oh, you too. And Dave, come back to England. We'll get you mugged again, I
0: promise. Yes. Okay, well, maybe we can be, uh, we can uh, go to some uh, non-Russian-owned uh, strip clubs that... Uh... Oh,
3: you find me one that's not Russian-owned,
0: and I'll take yeah. you. Okay, well, I'll do, uh, we both have a lot of research to do.
2: Here's what I'll do. I'm going to put $20 inside Dave's stomach, and you give him to a homeless guy, and you can eat Dave all the way in to get that $20. <laughs>
0: no, I think we should just, okay, I'll, I'll swallow a 20-pound <laughs> note, and then we can see how many Russian strippers it takes to punch me in the stomach so I shit it out, and then they can root through the feces and, until uh, they can buy some more uh, meth, or or is uh, is meth big over the? Sorry, I know we got to wrap this up, but is meth big over? Dave as, needs to know is meth big in, meth, in Britain? Meth is not big over here.
3: It, you need you need to bring meth. That's okay. The <laughs> I,
0: I I will be the Walter White of uh, of of England, and I'll come over with a big That's bag right. of meth. They won't All even right. know it's what big it in is. in Australia, but it's not big in England. Oh, well, we'll start a we'll start a, a mom and pop shop out of a news agent and sure. uh, and,
2: and fish we'll... and chips and meth. Yeah, fish and chips and meth. <laughs> All right, thanks for right. having right. me on the show, guys. I thanks. really appreciate it. Cheers. All right, talk
1: to you soon.
5: All right.
1: Cheers, guys. Bye. Bite the pillow. It's going in dry. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin.
5: Hi, this is Dean Stockwell, and you're
0: listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio.
1: Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin.
2: All right. Welcome to Anything Goes. It's the Christmas special uh, for the week of Christmas. That's all (laughs) I'm going to say because I'm not sure exactly which day you're going to be hearing this. But this is our Christmas episode. And our guest today is uh, a comedian for almost 30 years now, hasn't it, John?
5: Thirty, Almost 33. 33 years. Yeah.
2: John Wing Jr. is here. He's been on the show before, and he's in town doing a show. He just did one. We pre-taped this interview, but he will be doing a show at the Comedy Bar, and uh, he's also doing some other things this week, like.
5: Oh, I, I just found out I'm doing that in February. I'm doing "Cracking Up" the Capital in Ottawa. Oh, are you doing the closing show of that that? Uh, okay, fest. and that
2: and that is for mental health, yes. right? All the proceeds go to mental health and other um, charitable organizations, Correct. right? You're Correct.
5: Correct. Right. I did. A, I was in Ottawa. Over the weekend, and I did a uh, a mental health uh, panel with Pat McKenna, oh, okay, and a psychiatrist. Oh, <laughs> that sounds hilarious! <laughs> yeah, who
2: was the funniest? I thought I was. Okay, but good. Pat okay. was very good. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Pat's very funny. Talking very, about very ADD good guy.
5: and stuff, and how he was diagnosed when he was almost fifty, and you know, yeah,
2: yeah. I did the Red Green movie with Pat McKenna. Did you? Yeah. yeah.
5: How do you get diagnosed at 50 with
0: ADD? It just
5: it, Well, you 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 had it all that time. I know, you but just it, didn't know.
0: Isn't it at a certain point, isn't it just a part of your personality though and you,
5: Oh, sure, I suppose, but but what he talked about was uh having problems over the years and not having anything not having a name to put to it, right? And thinking he was weird, thinking he was odd, and finally being diagnosed and realizing there's a name for it, there's there's treatment. It's uh, who I am is 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 more natural right. than some weird thing I always thought it was, right? You know. So he he was going at it for, We need. He was going from a perspective of we need to diagnose kids early. Do you think that? Do you
0: think keep uh, that ADD is something that kids are just uh, developing now, and it's not so much of a part
5: of their? That's hardly man. Life. I you know uh, I don't know about ADD. I took the test they had on Facebook right. that Al Ray I didn't posted it. it. <laughs> I took it and I think I was borderline. Right, right. but I was never hyperactive. I just uh, I don't think no I don't think I have it. Okay, but uh, look, there's so much there's so much distraction in this world today compared right. to when we were kids um, even the diff- in the 10 year difference between me and you and of me course. and Darren right. yeah. the, the distraction level is 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 huge and with my kids it's unbelievable how much how many things you can look at i was talking on stage about how uh, we would have to go to the uh, the encyclopedia room in the library of course and look up uh sexual intercourse and yes. if we were lucky there might be a diagram <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
5: and our kids yeah. can mistype a website and they they will never need to ask another question. I right. know, yeah. Yes. It's whole, yeah. so it's... It, so there's a lot of differences Yeah, and, and also today kids get savvy on the computer so quick and that skill is in, integrated so fast that a lot of things that are difficult playing the piano, learning a sport, getting good at physical things they, they, they don't want to do the work because so many early things come so easy. Right. So that's another difference.
2: Yeah. And the steps are so much smaller. They're not great giant jumps up the chain when you're learning something like that. When you're on a computer, right. Incremental. it's so, right. so fast. and Oh, I'm, I'm killing 15 guys yeah. in 20 exactly. minutes of watching this exactly. game. Why do I want to run up 10 flights?
5: Uh, but I just said, you know, you got to learn how to read. You got to, we got books, we got a single television set. If that's not enough for you, then uh, you were born in the wrong family. Well, right.
0: I, I I always find that kind of weird because it's sort of like that. Uh, I mean, would you are you on are you on Twitter, John Wing?
5: Just recently,
0: just recently started uh, twittering. Now Twitter is all based on reading, of course. Yeah, and, and you are sort of. <laughs> sort of, yeah, yeah. But okay. you are,
2: <laughs> but you're kind. Of, you are reading. That's a bit of a stretch, but yeah.
1: yeah but, you're but you're reading, reading a sentence. Right? I know you're
0: reading a sentence, but I mean. I, the reading and yeah,
5: but, yeah. But, but you're not really taking in big concepts you're saying and, it requires literacy is that like what you're yeah. saying it's to yeah. a certain
0: degree but also it's, it's later L A T E R <laughs> yeah yeah I know but it's also making like our, our, our grammar and our our, oh, wow. our the way that we take in knowledge a lot oh, yeah.
2: shittier
5: though. Yeah, it's sort yeah. of like text. But they're still reading Dave.
2: They're still reading. Well you know it's uh, <laughs> I read three books or three fortune cookies. That's reading, right? Well, right. I, don't,
5: I don't like to brag but I have close to four hundred followers. <laughs> right, and I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not totally up with it, but I think that's a lot.
2: Uh, unfortunately, I... not. <laughs> unfortunately, not. Yeah, not in this day.
0: You know how many U's would take one? It would take to get half of a
5: Kardashian. A lot. Yeah, but you know, I follow. Uh, I follow Darren. Right. Recently, I, I, I they put him on my feed. Sure. You You should be following this guy. She right. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Gary Shandling, Eric Idle, Eddie Izzard, Patton Oswald, Andy Kendler, Blaine capatch Yep. Guys I think are funny. Right. Sure. And Eric Idle, you get little bits of news right. about his life and you go, oh, this is kind of cool. Right. Uh, but if uh, you notice that there are certain comics, and we will not I won't mention any names, but there are certain comics you follow who you admire as comics— and yet their twitter feed is pretty boring oh fuck yeah but that's
2: <laughs> like but that's like uh, you know on stage off stage there's a lot of guys it's i possible. think very yeah. funny on stage and then off stage like i'll name a name Glenn foster for me i don't find super funny off stage cuz it doesn't always on on stage i find him very very funny okay yeah sure you know cuz he's a very crafted kind of person right. on stage
5: he doesn't he, he doesn't uh, he doesn't need to do it off stage right that's a big right yeah.
2: but so i also look at it that way too with twitter sometimes it's like i i follow someone for a short period of time i kind of get it and then i either kind of not follow them or i keep following them because it's kind of a fork in the road for me mm-hmm.
5: some some there's a lot of retweeting which i i find stuff in my feed and I go why am i getting this yes, yeah. yes. And you go oh so i, I may start uh, deleting some re- retweeters
2: yes now you're doing a show in Toronto with Simon Rakoff, who has been on on this show yeah. uh, before as well. So, and, he's
5: hosting for me at Comedy Bar on yeah. the twentieth. Yeah.
2: And uh, you you this is your first time doing an independent club in Toronto because yeah. sometimes you've done the clubs yeah. and uh, either a festival appearance here in town or something. But... Yeah. I don't know.
5: It, it it's so you you've started going out in in terms of drawing your own people, trying to do promoting so. yes. your own show yes. that sort of thing. I've got. This great promoter guy Ian. Yeah, Ian Atlas. Ian yeah, Atlas. yeah. No, he's,
2: he runs a good ship. Yeah. So
5: I, I looked at the numbers of it and decided I could, uh, uh, I might be able to clear some dough if we sure. sold it out. And I also thought, even though it's December twentieth, if I can't sell a hundred tickets in Toronto, right? Uh, what do I have a, any business? You know what I mean? Doing doing this is that sort of thing.
2: I mean, I understand that mentality, but you know, time of year and people's yeah. You know, we'll, things we'll see and... how it goes. Sure, and, but
5: I've always wanted to play that room. It's it's an interesting. I've seen it a couple of yeah. times, and I've always wanted to try it. Yeah, and I'm I'm in a real transitional uh, period in the act. Uh, I'm I've written a new opening that's a minute and a half, and I want to stretch it to seven minutes so I can do the whole thing at Halifax right in April, and I've got another topic I'm talking about? Well, uh, reality television. The problem with talking about reality TV is you got to
2: watch a lot of it. Of course it. you do. Oh, yeah. my I've God. done it to do that. I've done that exact for that reason, yeah. Did,
5: do you do a bit about reality yes, TV? Yes. Well, um, yeah, I've, I've noticed I'm a little late. I, I heard a guy in L.A. do a bit on it, and mm-hmm. he had a couple of jokes. I thought, boy, those are pretty solid. Sure. So I'm late on it, but uh, I've only just started watching a couple of shows seriously in the last Six months. What what shows have you been watching? The one I'm addicted to is Storage Wars. Right now, does it just came
2: out that is fake? Yeah, I heard heard that. that? I
5: heard that a couple months back, and it bothered me for a few minutes, and then I thought it's television. Of course, what isn't fake? Right. So. Well, I mean, but I mean, I know that's like some people. I know the producers like will throw shit into the, stores, well, now, the storage units. Literally, and this stuff.
2: week, Dave Hester has come forward yeah. and is actually There's, suing fired the producers. They
5: fired him because he he told people that. That's how it got out originally.
2: Well, he he went to the producers and said, "Look, we got to stop doing it this way because it's just you know it's too obvious and it's not good." And they're saying that it was actually a fight more about money, and he's kind of using this yeah. as as his angle, but. That's what he is saying. I would tend
5: to believe him only because it's television and they've got, they can't, they can't tape for five hours in a day right. and have two guys buy lockers that there's nothing in. Right. That's not, yeah. that isn't going to work. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. You got to have the, you know, the TVQ. You got to find, you know, Capone's vault in one and a Rembrandt in another. Well,
5: yeah. yeah. Or, or they, they have to. Well, they have to find something. They have to find something that's interesting enough to take to someone, even if it turns out to be shit.
2: But why, but why in America do they have to have a commercial where we know it's actors and it says actor portrayal in the corner, right? In a commercial, they have to have that. But on that show, it should say this is fiction because of the whole, you know, look at the quiz show from the uh, the, the 50s. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, where they I mean, gave the answers out.
0: Might, I mean, I've, I've, never, I've never read the small print at the end of the, any of those storage shows, so it, it might say that. Like, just on Last Comic Standing, you know, I mean, There was that episode on that show where, uh, was it um, Anthony Clark, Brett Butler, and Drew Carey all chose comics? that uh, didn't end up winning, and all, all three of them stood up and was just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Many- and then you actually see a clip at the end of it where the producers are talking to Drew Carey and, and, and telling him, and then Drew Carey's like, oh, okay,
5: so it's the producer's call who gets uh, moved on. I believe that was the last time you saw uh, comics judging in any of these shows, wasn't it?
2: Uh, no, they still did, but I think everyone now kind of knew what what the scenario was. Yeah, yeah. Because Geraldo was on the last year, and so was Kindler
5: yeah mm. i can't I don't think I should tell the full story till I find out whether I got it or not, but I auditioned for America's Got Talent a
2: month ago no i re- I remember seeing some posts about this yeah and uh what was that experience like?
5: well again uh it was interesting uh, i i did a th- I did a thing at a comedy club sure got there early as is my
2: i mean your act habit. is perfect.
5: For that's that what show. My, That's what my agent said. Nobody yes. can be funnier in 90 seconds than you. Right. Uh, so I went down to this comedy club and I asked if I could open. Have, have you noticed when you do things like that as you get older, you, you want to open perfect, yeah, of course, so you can go home early? <laughs> sure, yeah. That's all <laughs> I, I want to do. Um,
2: I want to go first and just get out. Yeah. You either go home
5: or get drunk so they yeah. won't well, either those two things. I don't do
2: that anymore. Or both.
5: But, but, but yeah. I opened and uh, I got a call back and I went into one of those giant rooms with 400 people who were commissioning. Okay. And they're filming for b-roll and uh, they filmed me doing a little b-roll with another comic and then I the guy called me and said no you have a special audition you're you're you get to bypass this and they got me into the room and I, I auditioned for one group and then I auditioned for a second and then a third and it was just do 90 seconds right and they said uh, be edgy don't uh, if right We have to cut if we have to censor you we'll do it right if you know so I, I I opened with, uh, you can probably tell from just looking at me that I had a lot of sex in high school, and not just with priests. So I'm with that. <laughs> you opened with but, that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, be edgy. No, right? yeah, yeah. You no, know? I get so, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so who knows? They're auditioning in other cities, and we'll know in January or February. So.
2: And what would that process be then? So if you get through, you then have to go, and do you have to audition well, then for the three pro- main?
5: Probably have to audition again, and then if I get it, Get on the show, the idea, of, it would seem to me, would be watching what Tom Cotter did last year. Yes. Well, Tom and, I, a- and I only saw that on Facebook because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the guys on the cruise ships are friends with Tom. So they were posting, uh, you know, watch tonight, vote for Tom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If I could win three, if I could be, or okay. win two beyond three times... It would do wonders for a price. Well, I, I right? just uh, you mentioned I,
0: yeah. you mentioned Tom Cotter, and I was listening to a, a episode of the Joe Rogan podcast uh, from months ago, and it was before Tom Cotter had done uh, America's mm-hmm. Got Talent, and uh, I mean he came in second on that show. He lost to a, a, a dog act, but uh, <laughs> but no, but I've, but but like uh, both uh, Joe Rogan and, and Greg Fitzsimmons uh, were talking about how you know Cotter's been around. I mean he started a little bit before Rogan and, and Fitzsimmons, but he just said that. Tom Carter was like the most hilarious and the most rudest, most raunchiest guy that you could ever imagine. Absolutely hysterical. And then you see him on uh, America's Got Talent, and he's a squeaky clean comic. But he he advanced so far, and it's it's just one of those uh, you know odd things that someone it, it takes something like that to get a guy uh, who has been around for so many years recognized. Now, yeah. just, on that on that same note, when you were talking about reality TV. Does it almost? How much does it get under your skin? And I'm going to just assume that it does, in some way, a little bit, when it seems like we are now celebrating more personalities on television rather than people that
5: genuinely have talent and great work behind them. Well, that's uh, with television, the internet, with everything getting so accessible to all. Like when I was a kid in school, they the, the priest came around one day and said. When we did a "What do you want to be when you grow up" thing, and I was about eighth or ninth in the group who was asked, and when I they said "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and I said "Famous" and got a big laugh, uh, but it was actually my ambition. Sure. However, when I by the time the mid '90s rolled around, mm-hmm. uh, and I had come close, let's say, right, uh, I I I began to uh, be disdainful of it as an ambition. It doesn't seem like much of an ambition, especially since now everybody wants to be famous. In 95, and today, 20 years later, not (laughs) only does everybody want to be famous... Everybody can. No, but you wanted to be famous <laughs> yeah. for something. A lot of people today. Well, that's today, true too. Uh, no, a lot a of lot people. A lot of people today, are famous for nothing.
0: Exactly. I mean, you know, I don't. What do the Kardashians even do? What do what, most what of those
5: Paris Hilton do? You're famous for being rich. You're famous for having big, yes. big tits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera.
0: But it's not like they even became rich. It's like they were already rich, mm-hmm. and then now we're just sort of glorifying them for that. And it just seems to be, it's just like you know, back in back, you know, when you ha- used to have a talent show. Nowadays people would go up on stage and just go, Well, what's your talent? I'm me. Look at me. I'm me. There's a lot of that. Fucking so bothersome
5: to me. People that just
0: want to become like a personalities, like, Mm -hmm. I play the ukulele, my mom had cancer, something like that. Look, look at me.
5: I I worked I worked a show a few weeks ago with a girl who's gonna be a big star, Olivia Harewood. Have you heard of her? No. No. Okay. She's a... you ever heard of Dorian Harewood? Black actor, he played eight ball in uh, Full Metal Jackets. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay, in the yes. second half of the movie, yes. the movie. was the one? Oh, to Buku. That's him. Yeah. It, ain't too, it ain't too goddamn Buku, that guy. It's his daughter. Okay. And uh, she's a comic, and she's 25, and man, oh, man, is she good. Right. And not, uh, not controversial, like, I mean, Sarah Silverman might be the best joke writer I've ever seen. Right. But she wants to push it. Yeah, of course. This yeah. girl, this girl, uh, doesn't do any of that. In the sense, and not that one is better than the other. No, yeah, but yeah. she's got an easier path. Right. That's my point. Yes. Um, so I work with her, but uh, but there was a guy there, a comic. Uh, all right, I'll say his name, John Vargas. of uh, forty, been doing it about. I know this 10 guy. Years. Uh, I think he might have been a gang member. I'm not okay. sure, but it arm a lot of arm tats. Nice guy. Sure. He went first, then Olivia, then me. Um. And there were a lot of other people on the show, but after I watched John's set and he did a very good set. He does uh, uh, long st- stories, like four-minute yeah. story things. Yeah. And then he goes to the next story and the next story. So I come off and he comes up to me and he's very complimentary. He goes, "Man, I just want to tell you, I love to see that classic style, that old school. Yeah, yeah. That was very one. It was classic. It was yep. classic comedy, old school comedy." And you're thank- I'm thanking him, and in my head I'm going, you want to call me old again, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was very nice of him, but, sure. it, but it was sort of that indirect, uh, wow, you look great now after you've lost weight thing.
2: Right, sort of, right. You, know? no,
0: you smell like shit, but only after it's been sitting outside in but the sun I mean, for a couple days. That's
2: one way to look at it, but the other way to look at it, because I've seen I said that to young comics, old school, because it, it's, uh, cause it's not so much about the idea of, age it's the dedication to craft and the ability to write a joke and that,
5: yeah that's that's what yeah, he's you're trying absolutely to say. right he he is he is complimenting me i yes. am i am taking I know, of I know 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 compliment what you're saying. Yeah, of course. as an insult. Of that's, course. It's true. Which
2: we do as comics, but I'm just saying, I've said to young comics that you're very old school and that you're dedicated to the craft, working hard, trying to put out good material, and that's what's important, not relying on the marketing of it, and we all know that's how important that is now, probably as important. I
5: wish I was better at that. Sure, yeah. you know,
2: but that's, that's, yeah. that's, we all wish we were better at that.
5: Do you guys think that uh, Louie making it by touring in his... For, by, I mean, he didn't really hit it big... Right. ...till he was around 40. Right. And he really made it by touring and promotion. Not that he didn't deserve to make no, it before course. that, but right. do you think that's changed comedy? Do you think he's changed comedy?
2: Well, he's definitely changed comedy by uh, the marketing of it. I mean, to getting rid of Ticketmaster, that was a big thing.
5: Okay, but... but All the business, but, that, but are you talking aside, just the craft? More about more about what he does versus what other guys do
2: but what what has louis ck done that george carlin didn't do or anyone else before him
0: well okay. I, I mean what by like his style or what no, he's
5: saying, or doing? No, but just the idea of th-
2: writing and touring and touring, well, and that, touring. Are, that
5: but i think okay
2: and i don't mean so negative i mean no just, no, no no i know like, no i love louis ck i think he's one of the greatest but
5: you know this year is going to be his fall i think of
2: course it will be because Not- everyone falls
5: not because not not for anything he's going to do badly, no. but they're going to suddenly he's going to suddenly everyone stop. Falls. Stop yes. being the taste. Yes, but uh, his comedy is so personal, right? And I've always believed that myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Not that
5: I'm not that. And again, everyone has a style. Everyone has a thing. Right. Uncle Dirty said to me a thousand years ago. <laughs> right, the best comedy is the is the closest to your heart. Sure, it's right. The, the closer you can get to who you really are right. is what's funniest.
2: Like, in my opinion, Richard Pryor, you can watch a lot of his stuff. And whenever he talks about sex, it's still good, don't get me wrong, but when he talks about his pain, it's still there. Sure, You know, and the same thing with Carlin. A lot of his older stuff, you know, it's fine. It's a classic thing. But when he's talking about the anger of what really gets him going, it still holds up for me.
0: Yeah, but you never left the George Carlin show feeling like, I think I know George. I mean, they're all, I mean, he never got personal. He was too much of a
5: a technician. You're right about the anger parts, but I think he was more of a technician- in in terms of his 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 artistry, absolutely As more than Louis is.
2: Oh, absolutely. Although Louis yes. is
5: Louis is also a pretty good technician, yes, but he's yes. not like no, George's. No, no. no. Um, and I was uh, like the other night I, uh, in Ottawa. I've been talking about something and thinking about it a little, uh, and I I'm having a good show, and <laughs> my brain says, bring that thing up. Have you ever had this happen to you? Right. Bring that thing up. It's not a joke yet. You haven't thought of it. Yeah, you're working on something in your head. But I haven't even thought of it in terms of doing it as a joke. This was new. A lot of times you're thinking about something and you you know immediately, oh, this is going to be a joke and I'm going to bring it up. go from A to B to C in my head. Let's bring this thing up and see what happens.
2: Right. And
5: I bring it up and it's an intensely personal thing. Right. And I was thinking on the train home yesterday about how uh, Louis, Louis forces that out of me, watching Louis and watching how... How deep down he gets, like that scene in the show. Have you seen the show? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've where, seen the show. Yeah. Where the where he's going through security, and the guy finds the lube. Right, You know right, that right. one. And and he admits to the guy that he uses it to masturbate, sure. and he lets him through. Right. Oh man, that scene blew me away. Sure. Um, but uh, but his act is like that too. His act, he gets right down to it. And I want to I want to do that more. And I wonder if if that's uh, that is influencing younger guys. I don't know if it is.
2: I I think that a lot more younger comics are trying to be. My problem with, um, I used to say this, there was two dirty uh, names in comedy in the 90s for me, and that was Bill Hicks and Andy Kaufman. Because you could almost. And Andy
0: Andy Kaufman?
2: Yeah, because you could almost draw a line to where all these young comics are trying to be. They're either trying to be Bill Hicks or. Or, you know, kind of Cerebral and Andy Kaufman land, you know? And now, in this decade, I see a lot of it. And they're more similar, but I see a lot of Doug Stanhope or Louis C.K. I see everyone trying to emulate what they're doing. But the problem with a lot of young comics trying to emulate them is what they don't realize is both those guys did 15 to 20 years in the clubs. That's exactly right.
5: And found their voice. And
2: found their voice. And then became what they are now. And a lot of guys are trying to jump through to what they're doing without that 20 years... And this sounds like me saying that because I am twenty years in, but without that that backdrop of twenty years, you can't be Doug Stanhope without the fifteen years of playing the shit gigs and the, the playing by his own rules True. to stand tall with it. And that is a, a real problem for me with like Louis. Louis I love Louis C.K., but I don't like the fandom of it sometimes because of the young comics throw around. Everything he says is gold. And a lot of the stuff he says is right and is on the money, but it's almost like it's not true until Louis C.K. says it too. That's another problem I have. Like you could drive in a car with Kenny Robinson. He could tell you five things, the same thing that Louis C.K. says, but the kids won't listen to it because it's Kenny Robinson. But if Louis Louis C.K. or Doug Stanhope says it, it's gold.
5: The the only difference between those three guys is Kenny Kenny isn't as famous as the other two. I know
2: that. Well, but yeah, that but I'm, that's I'm what just, I'm saying. I'm
5: just saying that in case and, yeah. any listener does realize. Oh, I see. Realize. Of course. Of course. But that's the only difference. Right. Well, and that yeah. that that comes with fame. It's sort of like it's
0: a bit of a, a credibility that comes with it. But yes. I mean also Louis he can he can
5: back his shit up as well. But... Louis Louis is the first show I've ever seen that when he does a, a thing about comedians, yeah. It's for us. Oh, of course. And he also but he makes it he makes it in such a way that that I guess the civilians can see it, too. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff in there that's just for us. You're that right. Dane Cook show? Yes. That was an amazing yes. piece of theater.
0: And there's no apology to it, and there's and there's no sense that, like, oh, well, we've got to, like, tell this whole story about the Dane Stanhope Cook beforehand. Show, and, the, and and this Doug Stanhope one was was incredible. Like, I don't know how many comics I, I've seen. And it's in- so
2: funny you said that, because you know what my favorite episode was? The Joan Rivers one. The, Joan, I, that's,
5: the, that's another one. Yeah. Although it was not my favorite, right. but... But I know a lot of people whose favorite yeah. it is. But the Stanhope one for me was—they're was, all, they're all three was are great. Right there.
2: For me, the reason the Joan Rivers one was was great is because the idea that a lot of young comics will be like, "No, he's cool. He's going to quit this gig, and he's going to tell the man to go fuck himself." You know what I mean? And she was like, "The one? No, you don't fucking quit a gig. No, you know, you, you, don't. you, you don't fucking quit a gig." And even though I've wanted to do that and I know afterwards I, I'm just my ego talking and being a, a fucking asshole about things, you, yeah, sometimes you need someone to tell you, you don't fucking quit. You keep going. All right, that's the end of part one with John Wing. Stay tuned for the second part of the interview after this break. This is Anything Goes on Sirius XM Laugh Attack.
1: Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin.
3: Yes, this is John Paul, and you guys are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost,
1: alongside the accidental racist Kathleen McGee, and the dude who does the absolute worst impressions the entire world, my man Dave Marty Ma Martin. Really? That was supposed to be Snoop though. Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> Wipe off your face, we're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin.
2: Ooh, it's part two of our interview. This is Anything Goes on Sirius XM Laugh Attack. Here's John Wing.
5: I once didn't make it to Belleville.
2: <laughs> well,
5: <laughs>
4: you know that's what? Of it, that's you. the have explained it. Was of a, a great... It was
5: a blizzard. Right. It's the only gig I actually, that ever happened on. It was a blizzard. I got to the 401 and I thought, this gig is not worth my life. Yes. And I phoned and I said, I- I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able right. to make it. And it's the only time that's happened. Right. But that was... More than 25 years ago, and right. I still feel badly.
2: Right. Uh, but
5: hey, you know, uh, you're right. There there are times you can walk, but but you rarely think of walking when you can. Right. You only think of it when you know you right. can't. It's right. more of a it's more of a way to blow off steam about this or that or the other. Yeah. Like I, I recently got in with, uh, I have one gig with Carnival Cruise Lines coming up. And they're they're good in the sense that they they don't send you out for long. It's three days, four days, five days, right? Et cetera, et cetera. And and they're they have a lot of ships and a lot of cruises. And I and I really need something to supplement the other cruise line I'm working for because they're not giving me the number of dates. They're giving me about a third what I used to get. Right. So Thank I need to go and I need to do really well. And I'm going in short. I'm going in for a price I. would uh, for roughly half the price I go into the other lineup. Right. But it's only for three days, so okay. Uh, and then a guy uh, a guy from here uh, writes me a note and says, uh, hey, do you know about their cabins, man? <laughs>
4: right, yeah. <laughs> their
5: cabins are yeah. shitty. And they go, oh, for God's sake, really? Yeah. Really? That's going to blow the gig for me? Yeah, the yeah. cabins really bad? Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah,
4: I know. <laughs>
0: Well, there's always like oh, those guys that will always find something to complain about, no matter where that they go sure. or how good you got it. Yeah, But that's sort of like, uh, you know, I mean, some people are determined to stay miserable if that's sort of the thing that fuels them as well. Well, that's
5: true. I, I remember saying to Lou Eisen, Early, early in his career. Oh, don't, don't, don't get us started. <laughs> oh, I well, I well, he I mean I I he was an insult bit. comic at the time, yeah, and sure. he was young, and he and he and he had a real way. Now he's just I, an insult. Well, I liked him, <laughs> <laughs> and I still like him. He's a friend of mine. I, I am mine too. I pulled him aside one day, and I said, "Look, there are three rules. Uh, there are three rules. Uh, the food sucks, the room sucks, and they're probably not going to pay you what they said they were going to pay you. Right now, you pick this job. Shut the fuck up. Right." or quit yeah yeah. Right, you yeah, know yeah. what i mean yeah stop bitching about the shit that isn't going to
2: change right That's, it's all uh, wasted energy it is yes uh um, yeah
5: so uh and uh, not that i haven't done my share of bitching comics t- you get a few comics together gee i wonder what we'll bitch about well yeah but uh, have you do you, st- do you guys still stay in condos
2: Sometimes, there's yeah. still a few, yeah.
5: There's still a few that, I mean, it,
0: it sort of depends, you know.
2: I, do, I personally don't have a problem with condos as long as I get to pick who I'm with. If it's someone I do not like or I don't know, then I don't really want to do a condo. But, like, me, Dave, and someone I know was sure. in Ottawa, and we were fine with it. But there are comics that don't.
5: I did a, I hadn't done a condo in years. Right. And I did one last uh, February, and it was Ottawa. Right. And uh, the guy was my age divorced i think he moves furniture for a living here i don't know his name yeah i I don't know why they always book me with guys my age (laughs) right i don't don't, know i don't get that anyway but anyway so i'm in the condo the first night and it's not a bad condo but i don't like watching tv from my bed right because it's not my nature i like to be downstairs so i'm downstairs i've got john stewart on and it's my big pleasure of the day to watch john stewart and there's this middle act and he won't shut his mouth.
2: Oh yeah. And oh. I'm trying
5: to watch television yes. and he doesn't know me. Right. So if I tell him to shut up. Yeah. Oh. I'm I'm marked. As an asshole, yes, right. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and all I really want to do is watch John Stewart. Right. I know. I, I
0: I've had always had that problem with like girlfriends too of just like, listen, you can pause. This is on
5: live TV, and I want to watch it. <laughs> well, now. if I again, if I were home and I could stop, I got DVR. I could stop sure. it. If I, I that's yeah. that's easy. Yeah. We do that when the phone rings at the house. I know, but John sometimes Stewart. you don't
0: want to have to do that. It's like, well, listen, let John talk, and I'll listen, and you can say whatever the fuck you want to say to me another time, and then oh, where, where are you, you why are you oh, leaving yeah. me? Yeah, the, uh...
5: why are you leaving me <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> was it something I said while I was ever, trying have, to listen to John Stewart?
0: Ever, okay. uh, what Stewart uh, Darren you say your thing and I want to just ask John afterwards what is like a, a great piece of advice that you would give a comic about like touring that they're oh. not going to hear okay, anywhere else let me else. tell you
2: this quick because oh, okay. it's also fair for you same gig Glenn Ottaway says to me if you drive me from Edmonds because he doesn't like to drive I'll give you half the money do 10 minutes and we'll split to stay in the hotel room together and I'm good friends with Glenn but, like sure I got nothing to do tonight I thought I'd make a little bit of money Drive the six hours or eight hours. Get to the gig. I think it's six, yeah. Uh, Six hours. Excuse me. Get to the gig. I start doing my 10 minutes. And no, no one's really laughing. And this woman is heckling me, like right out of the gate.
5: Is this young Darren? Yeah. The character? Yes, yes. Okay.
2: And uh, I got my funny pants on. And it's like the mid-90s. And uh, she's heckling me. And I have to stop the show. And I'm talking to her. And then she goes, I'm going to cut you. (laughs) And the room goes quiet.
0: Did you think it was like a showbiz? Like, I'm going to cut you from the show. No,
2: no. Like, the room goes quiet. Like, on a dime. And I go... Okay, there's only one way to follow. I'm going to cut you. Here's your headliner, Glenn Ottaway, like this, right? So I oh, that was Glenn. nice of you. Oh, it was a dick <laughs> move. But I'm like, I'm, getting, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Keep your fucking money. I'm done. Well, it's, so yeah, you, I go to the bar. I'm going to go drive around town for an hour, and then I'll be back. I go to the bar, and the bartender comes up, and he goes, I think you better leave. I go, what do you mean? He goes, she's a cutter. I go, what do you mean she's a cutter? That's what she does. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Everybody knows She's a cutter. And you still let her you in here? You let her here? in. You let
5: her into the show.
2: Well, yeah. He goes, oh, well, she drinks. I'm like, can't you have one less patron here not threaten to cut someone? Like, does that affect your bottom line? Look, man, I'm just telling you, I think you should go. <laughs> so I literally just wait around outside. You, know, you should have just said to him,
5: tell Glenn. Meet tell me back Glenn in the Glenn fucking
0: me, hotel. I know, but yeah. I had the car, so I'm like, uh, I can't be yeah, yeah. well, fucking yeah. Glenn. We, 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 we play uh, drinking and stabbing music. Yeah. That's what we play. I'm going to cut you.
2: I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had to tell one, oh, uh, I told one comic, don't flirt with girls on the road because girls like to get their boyfriends oh, jealous fuck. by uh, flirting with the comedian and then boyfriends uh, love to show uh, their girlfriends how much they love them by uh, punching a comedian in the face.
5: Or leaving disturbing. <laughs> never get drunk if you have to drive somewhere the next day. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, you're better off if you're a drug user bringing plenty of drugs with you. Oh yeah. So yeah. you never have to go out looking for them in a strange town. I suppose that's a good one. Yeah. Never go uh, rollerblading in a town without yes. streetlights. Yeah. And I think we all know where that's going. Right. Yes. Um, God, you know, uh, I made him. You know. Uh, Friday in in Ottawa uh, at the at the Yuck Yucks this past Friday. There's these two guys that are hammered, um, five, uh, back row front, left, front right, and right near the door. And they're they're heckling the MC and they're heckling Dark Supple. And I get up. That was me. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no, but I get up, but you know I made such a f- fucking stupid mistake. Right. And, and I it it still bothers me. I get up and I ignore the first two because I'm, I'm working on this new opening course, and I'm like trying to get yeah, it yeah. out. Yeah. And uh, I ignore the first two. And the third one, and, and it's literally if you pause for a second, and I'm a pauser from way back. Right. If you pause for a second, they're going to have something to say. The third one, I turn and I say, guys, this is not... A fucking conversation. Right. And the audience didn't know me. Right. Yeah. No. And they they felt I was a little harsh. Harsh, yep, yep. And I dug myself a big asshole. Right. And I spent the better part of 40 minutes Yes. getting out of that stupid yes. fucking hole. Yes. And the next night, uh, I had a show where I had somebody talking at the bar, but they were not talking to me. They were just in conversation yep. the whole show. Yes, and by the time I mentioned it, the whole audience loved it. Of course, loved me. Yes, yes. you know what I mean. You
2: left it long enough and right. it bothered them enough. Right. Yes.
5: Oh yeah, I know. you. I. You, I, I read something happened to you. Yes. Uh, uh, did the person literally go to? Yes. And rebate the yes. guy. Yes. Okay. Because yes. I, I never, I never went near these guys again. Yes. After I said, after yes. I dug myself the hole. Yeah.
2: What happened is I was the MC. There was a group, and they were loud. And I told them, "You got to shut up." And they said, "It's my birthday." I said, "Look, I don't care if it's your birthday. You got to be quiet." Were and you getting
5: laughs off telling them?
2: No. 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 no, no okay. No. And and then she goes, "It's my birthday." And I go, uh, "When I said uh, I don't care, that got a laugh from the audience." And then she goes, uh, "Yeah, but it's my birthday." Like a second time, and I literally said, "Are we in the movie Groundhog Day? We've already been through this." Okay. Be quiet shut up and then it got awkward and I even said I know it's awkward I'm going to move on with jokes now and then the middle baited that table within 2 minutes of being on stage
0: it's
5: go. let's like going back and poking a fire once it's come that's cuz cuz you're right because uh, that's a you, classic amateur you provo- mistake you provoke me right and I'll respond right but but if but I never you never go after somebody no and what, anyway, what and he, you can do though okay did he do it wasn't like this it wasn't you got some information Watching the first two people, you got some information about a couple? No. And, and you referenced that information in a joke to get an extra laugh? No, it wasn't No,
2: that. he actually went, hey, I heard it's your birthday. What did you, <laughs> you know, you gonna oh, b- get a blowjob? Yeah. Or, you know, it's like now you're bringing up the reason they're here, why they think they should talk. And of course what happened is the headliner went on and for 20 minutes they wouldn't shut up because the staff has already told them to be quiet, now can't say it again because right. the middle comic said, hey, it's okay to talk.
5: Right, right, right. It's a
2: classic amateur mistake. And we make them, sure. but you have to own them. When you do them, it's like, fuck, what are you doing?
0: It's sort of like counting your money out. Out in the open at a one nighter
4: at a bar. <laughs> <Yeah. That> was, <laughs> yes, and it
0: was just like, oh, look at this.
2: Or, yeah. or just like,
0: it was like Glenn Foster of all people. I was like, my first road gig was with Glenn Foster at the at this place, uh, uh, the office in Peterborough, which eventually I think they uh, yeah. turned their Whatever. business into cocaine running. But yeah. uh, oh, you know what was funny? It was just like, yeah, uh, it was. A, then it turned into a pizza place. Yes, and uh, yeah. then they, they got busted for coke, and then it was just sort of like, and then comics would say, oh yeah, they're going to give you a free pizza for the drive home. I was like, well, you're dealing coke and you're giving out free pizza for the drive home. <laughs> yeah, I think you can get the free comics <laughs> <laughs> yeah, home faster yeah. and probably a lot more awake if you just give them a bump or two. But what? But Glenn Foster at that show told me, uh, as soon as you get paid, go uh, leave immediately. Yes, because uh, it people know people know that the comics if they're if it's not a weekly show if it's a weekly show or a monthly show if they come in they get paid at the end of the night and they somehow they found out oh. if you get paid in cash and they'll yeah. just jump you on your. I've walk always into the car. said.
2: Yeah. I've always said about. Guys like Stan Thompson and Bobby Keel. These were guys that built the roads out west, doing these gigs where everybody knew they got paid in cash, mm-hmm. and they'd have to run to their car and get the fuck out of there because everybody wanted that five hundred dollars off of them, and they'd have to fight for it. I mean, this these are you know things that happen.
5: It's like in uh, Glengarry Gary, Glen Ross, where where Roma says to uh, the old guy to Alan Arkin. Uh, Tell the truth, it's the easiest thing to remember. Right. And yeah, maybe going back to the hotel room isn't the most exciting thing, but
2: it's the
5: the least troubling. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the safest, for sure. I I once came out of a gig in Buffalo with more money than I'd ever had in cash, $500. Right. And I had a three or four-block walk to the hotel, and there was a cop car with two cops in it. And I I went into the window, and I said, excuse me, I'm staying—I just got paid, and I'm staying at this hotel— uh, i'm uh, and somebody drove me over i'm not sure how to get there and the cop said we'll take you and i knew he would if i asked of course, if sure. i asked where the direction so i went with the cop it would be funny if he pepper sprayed you and then took your cash <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fucking dumb cop Did of man. you ever do with task one, Darren?
2: uh no no but i know about it
5: oh man i was i was in that gig and that's a gig where nobody ever laughed yes you know, ever yeah and uh, i'm in the washroom for the show and I'm coming out, and it's one of those washrooms where you you get to the wall, and you have to turn right down a little corridor to the door. And there's a guy, a native guy, coming in. And I sort of move to the wall to let him go by me. And he gets one arm on the wall by my head, and then he turns, and he's got the other arm. Around you. And and I'm I'm literally, I can't go anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm not fast. Sure. Uh, and he says... And he's really drunk. And he says, Could you call me a cab? (laughs) He didn't say you're a cab. Well, that's your instinct. (laughs) Your instinct. He's going, You are a fucking cab. Look at you, you (laughs) big taxi. He says, They won't call me a cab. They're being assholes. Could you call me a cab? And I thought, if this were America, I'd, I'd be bleeding on the floor already. Sure. Right. And in Canada, the guy wants you to call him a cab. Well, right. thank, thank God the song Unchained
0: Melody from the movie Ghost didn't start playing, and he made out with you. <laughs> the, uh, well, uh, no, uh, I want to just get back to the show. Uh, the I note. opened for them once. Well,
5: well really? I, I, the the Righteous Brothers? The Righteous, righteous brothers. brothers. That was the funniest thing. I'm sitting in the, it was a, an Indian casino in California. I'm sitting in the green room with the Righteous Brothers and their, or, their band. Sure. And we're all eating from the, the the spread they've got, and there's a pause in their conversation. And I look up and I go, "Are you guys gonna do? You've lost that loving feeling tonight." <laughs> and, and everybody looks at me, and nobody says anything. Until they and nobody laughed. smiles and nobody laughs. Nobody laughs. It's all that fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny. Now I wanted to ask you one thing because uh, there's a famous story about Harland uh, doing um, Letterman and then the next day doing OVS, which was a biker bar, and it's kind of like going from the oh, highs, heard this. highs of the high to this fucking biker bar and bombing horribly. And, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you what know, was the biker bar? Oh, it was called OVS in Scar, in uh, Scar, not Scarborough. In a, was it the one in Parkdale? Yes. Oh Shit, man, it's a fucking the night th- after Letter supposedly like like or like maybe even like two or nights late. But his next gig was yeah. I have to do this shitty fucking. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was just wondering because of all your credits and your TV things, what was the best example of that for you? Right, you're going from whether you're doing oh, the, the Halifax, 2000s, yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden you're in this really nacho place or or something that's just like, what the fuck am I doing? I just three days ago I was.
5: Well, I okay. I I don't know if this exactly applies, but I did uh, I did Montreal this sure. year, and I had a I, I had what I thought was a good set. Right. And uh, uh, a, a little while later, I had to go to a place near London, Ontario, to do a guy's birthday party. Okay. And it was a a guy I'd known when I was a kid. Right. Who had gone on to be a millionaire in Canada Steel. Okay. And he was retiring. And uh, he was having this big party, and he was throwing it for himself, and he wanted me to perform, and he was paying me a lot of money. Okay. And I got to the hotel, and he paid me. He saw me checking in. He came over and paid
2: me. Great. Three hours before the show. Sure. Which is bad luck. Way to go. Yeah. Okay.
5: (laughs) It's a Star Wars party.
2: Ooh.
5: So it's all these people in their 50s and 60s. Yeah. Dressed up like. Star well,
4: these Wars. are your fans. Perfect, yeah. are <laughs> they? <laughs> okay. I don't know. No. I mean,
2: that's nobody's fans, is it? That's oh, nobody's fan. I found that odd, but yeah. okay. Sure. I, well,
5: I've never been a Star Wars fan. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. No. So then they do the speeches. We have the dinner. They do the speeches. They do the cake. Right. He hands the reins over to the new president of the company, mm-hmm. and the new president is hosting the thing and. And this audience is ready for my show, and I'm primed to do it. Sure. And the president says, "Okay, we're go- we're going to take a 25 minute break, and then we're going to have the comedy."
2: Yeah, Rex momentum. Yep. It. Well, yeah, yeah. Sure. Because yeah. you're
5: building up to something, and now they're going to sit around and drink more. Yeah, they were focused
2: at that point. Totally. Now they're not focused. Totally. Yeah.
5: That's exactly right. Right. And nobody asked me, and if they had, I would have said, "Don't do a break." Right. Right. And I was mad and they were all Catholics Right. And I opened with... The, the,
2: priest, joke? the priest joke? I was going to say something 30 <laughs> seconds ago. And you did the priest joke? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to well, keep it fresh. I also
0: think it's funny that also the, this is the only profession, whether it's comedy or just show business in general, is that uh, we're the only profession that has a where are they now category. You know, you'd never hear, it's like, hey, I wonder what that fucking dentist is still doing these days. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably still from, a dentist. That, oh, that guy yeah, from yeah, dental yeah. school? Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what that, what's that asshole up to? I don't yeah. see him on Dentist Monthly
5: anymore. All
2: right. Well, we do have to wrap this up. So let's uh, let's give it out uh, for your Twitter. Twitter handle is uh, at John Wing Five. Okay, and your website is
5: uh, my Facebook, uh, John, Facebook Wing John Wing public figure on Facebook. Okay, there we go.
2: Well, thanks, John. It's always a Thank pleasure. We didn't even talk about Christmas. That's next time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that next, next time. W- it's a weird Christmas episode yeah, that we're doing here. Awesome. We do it next Christmas. Christmas. We'll do it next Christmas. But this Christmas. is
0: sort of like my uh, forty and singles uh, Christmas where we don't even mention it.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's like a family reunion. Yeah. All right, everybody. That is the show. We want to thank our guests, uh, John Wing Jr. and Pete Johansson. Uh, please uh, go to uh, Pete Johansson's website or the thesnowdingcomedytour.com for dates for that comedy tour we were talking about. And uh, John Wing Jr., uh, please Google him or go to his Facebook. Uh, he's a great comic, so check him out. Uh, that is it for today's show. We want to thank everyone for coming by and listening to our show as well. And to Victoria to making us sound better. And Dave, where are you for New Year's Eve?
0: I'm in uh, I'm in oh, I'm in uh, Ajax. I'm in Ajax, Ontario with the very funny Laurie Elliott and Chuck Byrne. And this was the week of uh, December 24th, 2012. We're on to a new year. And uh, I hope everything's uh, great for you, and uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you.
2: Yeah, Merry Christmas and happy ho-ho to all the hoes and the hoes and the hoes. <laughs>
0: wow, you got to step, step up your hip-hop lingo.
2: Do I? Is that what I was going I for? Think so. well, I think well, I think I was, maybe.
0: Hoes? Maybe. They're, they're whores where I come from. Well, okay. I'm get
1: some places. I smile